Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. And I'm Michelle. And we got one more spooky movie for you, folks. Oh, it's so spooky. So I can actually watch it. Is, so it's so spooky. So scary. To be fair, I did watch this with my husband first. So <laughs> like oh, this I, was a, this I, was like a, a a like date movie after we got married. I have a story about how I first saw this movie. <laughs> um and we are talking about the film Underworld. Underworld was made in 2003. It was released in 2003. Uh, it stars Kate Beckinsale, Scott Speedman, Michael Sheen, and Bill Nye. I'm just going to... Other people, too. But those there, are the, there are other people. Um, Scott Speedman has done, like, nothing. nothing. It's great. He was literally famous for Felicity before this, and yeah. that was it. Um, it was directed by Len Wiseman, who also directed Live Free or Die Hard, uh, as well as Underworld Evolution, and more recently, a lot of, like, one episodes of TV series. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he did a Y50 for an episode or two. He's yeah. Done just stuff like that. Um, he also wrote it mm-hmm. along with Kevin Griviox? Grivio? Something like that? I, man, I um, looked it up last it's night. It's like forgot. a French name, and I don't know it. So, and Danny <laughs> McBride. Uh, and basically, those people have written Underworld, and that's basically it. Yeah, like, there's and like wasn't, nothing else. Wasn't, it, it, wasn't this based on, it was based on some kind of book, wasn't it? Not according to IMDb. That See, that's, mean, but I was looking at the IMDb trivia and maybe I, and, I didn't look at the trivia. Yeah. But, um, the, it did not have, it, it did not have okay. that. In the, I, I in looked the at the trivia the and basically all that the trivia said was that this is where Kate Beckinsale met her first husband, Len Wiseman. Oh, I forgot that. And then a whole bunch of shit about all of the guns that are used in the movie. <laughs> um, it has an IMDb rating of seven out of 10. Why? And a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you. <laughs> Um, if you don't know anything about this movie, I mean, it's 17 years old, so spoilers abound. Here we go, folks. Um, the, the brief synopsis of the movie is Celine, a vampire warrior, is entrenched in a conflict between vampires and werewolves while falling in love with Michael, a human who is sought by werewolves for unknown reasons. The love story in this movie is so weak and I'd forgotten how weak it is because Underworld Evolutions, it gets a bit more. The love story is so weak. And there is, there's not just no chemistry. There is negative chemistry <laughs> between Kate Beckinsale and Scott Speedman. Because because the thing is, folks, um, for those of you who like are listeners of this podcast who may be too young to have grown up in the era of um, perpetual love triangles on television where our generation, we had... Um, Joey Pacey Dawson, mm-hmm. Buffy Spike Angel. Um, there was also and there was a J.J. Abrams jam. There was the show Felicity. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember any of the characters' names other than Felicity. And that's <laughs> because she is the title character. It was played by, by Carrie Russell. It was her. It basically, nobody cared about the names because it was her and the two Scots. It was Carrie Russell and Scott Foley and Scott Speedman. Mm-hmm. She ended up with Scott Speedman, but I'm like, obviously the choice was Scott Foley. <laughs> like, I'd have to see obvious. the show because some people think Spike is a better choice than Angel, and I think those people are crazy. Like, it comes out okay. You can make cases for for Buffy and Spike. I mean, they're not good cases, okay. but <laughs> but but a lot of it comes down to the fact that um that sarah michelle geller and james marsters that they have a chemistry yes that is different from marsters her, has from chemistry her. with a screen door i mean yes just who he is um but you know it, it can come down to 
yeah to like it's a different kind of chemistry it's a different kind of story and you know like again it it comes down to your preference in felicity everybody on that show was milk toast it was I like i watched i think half an episode and i went nah this isn't for me because i was debating between like alias and that and alias is not good either let alias me also color that i watched almost the first season of See, alias and this... almost jumped off my house like it was awful <laughs> Like it, it, during pandemic, like Josh and I were yeah. looking for something to watch. Maybe it was right before that. We were looking for something to watch together. So I paid money for the first season of Alias digitally. Yeah. Biggest, it was like ten dollars. Biggest waste of ten dollars. Yes. And I say that having gone and to see the Fantastic Four new, the like two thousand nine, two thousand nine or whatever it was. Yeah. Or whatever. I was like, it was. It was way more recent than that. I can't remember. You talk, the the one with with Jamie Bell. And, yeah, the one and... Jamie Bell. I spent money to see that movie and. I would rather watch that again <laughs> than watch Alias again. I, it was. My sister may come out and kill me because Bradley Cooper, but I don't care. I, anyway, but to go back to but, but Yeah, it, it goes. He was part of like one of the, the funda- like fundamental love triangles on television at that time. And see, I didn't even know who he was. Um, and uh, I, I have a lot of problems with this movie. The major fact of the matter is I was bored out of my fucking mind. Can I ask you the a question? Time. Yes. What if they switched parts and Scott Speedman played Wentworth Miller's part and Wentworth Miller played Michael? Then I would be on board. <laughs> it wouldn't matter how bad it was. Because Wentworth Miller can act. Yeah. Scott Speedman's not good, kids. Most of the people in this movie are not good. Okay. Um, and like Kate Beckinsale. I think she's a great actress. She mm-hmm. really is. There is no material for her to work with. And basically it was like the only direction she was given was be monotone. Yeah. Um, she, she, she's like, there are moments when she looks frightened and I'm like, no, no, no. You should be looking like ice cold girl. Like, what are you doing? Th- and that's, that's the thing is like everything that she does, like she's completely unflappable. Like nothing, nothing ruffles her feathers at all. And like, that's fine. But like this movie, <sighs> Because I did see this movie once when we were in college. Because yeah. this is my story about seeing this movie. It was it was homecoming. I think it was homecoming because it was sometime like late in the fall semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a few of us who like we didn't particularly care about going to the homecoming dance. And this was this. This was before Anne got really involved in student senate, and then I was basically forced to go to like a lot of the things that she did to support my roommate. Um, and so it was homecoming, and it was the big like homecoming dance, and there were just several of us who were like, "Yeah, we don't want to go to that, but everybody's doing that thing, and so let's do something else." Mm-hmm. And so basically Josh and I during every sporting event at CFO. Kind of. <laughs> um, but it was, when I tell you this little group of us, you're going to go, huh? It was me and Meg uh-huh. with Rebecca and Tamara. Oh, fun. <laughs> that, that would be a good time. That'd be a good time. So, and this, it was Rebecca's idea. Beca- and the thing. Do you the, know how I hug out with Rebecca? And I think it was Tamara. Yeah. Um, freaking so you think you can dance that summer yeah that's the only way like that's the only reason i ever hang out with those people yeah and then rebecca and i took a couple of classes together so that was great mm-hmm. but yeah oh my gosh the, the so much thing, fun the thing about rebecca rebecca is a like 
dyed in the wool theater person because like mm-hmm. her like she and i come like it was so funny she and i grew up like 15 minutes from each other we grew up in the same county we had a lot of the same friends did not meet until we ended up at the same college across the hall from one another that's hilarious and um and so she like her family runs the local community theater mm-hmm. in our home county that's actually how i got to know rebecca pretty yes. well was i worked on still magnolias with her yes and so so like she died in the wolf she's not like one of these super flamboyant dramatic theater people because because yeah. she comes from like a theater management as well as like mm-hmm. acting and these sort of things she's really kind of cool and collective but every so often she just gets this idea (laughs) and it's it's one of those like it's just it's just enough of like the nugget of of like the theater person personality and it's sometimes it's a little dark it's a little off center it's a little twisted but like you know what fuck it you go with it and so she had the idea she's like have you guys ever like taken a laptop and like gone down to like to the edge of campus and like watched a movie and scared the bejesus out of yourselves and we were like know what the hell are you talking about and so the idea was like we were going to (laughs) it would have been so much better we were going to watch the blair witch project oh gosh but and the thing is like this area of campus because like our campus was kind of like a mile like a mile or so long (laughs) because like from the gates to the freshman lot was like 0.9 tenths of a mile basically yeah and then there's a road that keeps going Mm -hmm. and and it takes like if you keep going far enough like you do go through like a wooded area and you get to the camp and then there's like the obstacle course and all of that and we were basically we basically parked way out there at the kind of where the obstacle course is and everything like that (laughs) kind of like just off the pavement far enough that it felt secluded (laughs) and we were Blair Witch is what we were going for and the person who because like I didn't own it Rebecca didn't own it um and so the person who we were from whom we were going to borrow the movie was at the dance and so we kind of just ended up like checking in with somebody else and we're like hey like what kind of scary movies do you have and basically underworld was what we got <laughs> and so we're How like disappointing for you we were like okay why not well and because of the, around this time it's probably like 10 30 at night when we decide to do this thing and so we get down there it was my laptop that we were using we're in rebecca's car because it was cold and she had she had like a, a jeep kind of suv kind of vehicle and we like laid the back seats down and we all kind of like climbed into the back and we're all huddled around watching this movie. Those three fuckers fell asleep. (laughs) And so I'm there basically like I did. I honestly didn't remember. I thought that I watched it until my battery died and that I didn't finish the whole movie. But as I watched this, I'm like, Oh wait, no, I did see the whole thing. It just, Underworld Evolution picks up right where this left off, too. Yeah. And keeps going. So it, and but, I think it's, if I remember correctly, because I saw them back to back, it's a better movie, but it's been a long time since I've well, seen it. And so this this was 2005-ish when this, mm-hmm. when when we did this. So it was, so th- like two years after the movie had come out. And like, I remember here, you know, people talking about it. And like, it was so great. And like, yeah. 
I remember thinking, yeah, it's okay. But the only thing about it that really was a standout to me was Michael Sheen. Well, like, Michael Sheen. But at the time, I didn't yeah, really, like, fair. I hadn't really seen him in anything. Yeah. Because um, he was mostly a theater dude at that point. Mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale, you know, I had seen her in Serendipity. Um, mm-hmm. I had, and the, the, the version of Much Ado that, that, movie. <laughs> that we watch. Man, when um, we do Shakespeare Month? I know. I am down for it. Um, we, so like, you know, I knew her from things and I knew she was a decent actress, but literally like, the, to me, the shiniest, like the thing that kept drawing my attention in the movie mm-hmm. was Michael Sheen. And that was about all that I remembered going into to this rewatch. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that is because I kind Did, of wish we'd watched the third one because that's like the yeah. Michael Sheen vehicle almost because Rise of the Lycans, which is the third one, yeah. is the story that we get in flashback in this first one. Man. Man, the love story of that it would be crazy good. The Just the flashbacks alone tells a better story the flashbacks are than, so this, good, though. than the entire movie of this. And and because to me, you, you'll know what I'm saying when I when I... You'll know when what I mean it? when I you'll know what I mean when I say this. To me, this movie, what rewatching this movie last night, it feels a lot like Sin City. It's all style and no substance. That's fair. It is a very stylized movie. It is. It is a very stylized movie. Yeah. Um. There. There are some weird choices that I have problems with. Mm-hmm. Um. One, the actor who played Craven, he's bad. Okay. This. this also, is Buffy would pick him out of a lineup like snap of her finger that yes. he's a vampire he's like the most stereotypical in this whole movie this is the, he's a northern irish actor give him the irish accent that's what i'm saying yeah. and weirdly it comes out at the end of the movie it did i noticed that too it yeah, comes yeah. out at the end of the movie um but like i've seen him in bit parts and other things and he's always playing a northern irish person like he's from belfast mm-hmm. and and so the fact that he puts on this weird American accent through the whole thing and the fact that like, okay, one, I never figure out like where the fuck is this movie supposed to be set? Cause like, it's vaguely like, it's like an amorphous city in America an somewhere. Am- yeah. It's an amorphous city, but at the same time, like the- Gotham, this movie is set in Gotham because <sighs> the sun really- never shines. Yeah. Um, it just, or forks because the sun never, anyway, <laughs> it, like okay, okay, we okay, we say a lot of the time, like we joke about things, like a terrible love story, and we say it's a better love story than Twilight. I think Twilight might be better. Twi- Twilight is a better love story than this movie. That's horrifying to say. It's horrifying to say, but this. Oh my! We should talk God. about the actual movie. I we, guess we should, but man, so, I just I had to like vomit out yeah. some of that. Um, it starts off with Celine giving us the info drop about. Which I think that was a weird way to start the movie. It was a, but it was a very weird way to start. It's the a movie. set like she's setting the, the the scene for us while she's like standing, um, in like this like the gothicness of this particular shot I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like like the very beginning cinematography I think is really good. Like mm-hmm. that that just opening thing, mm-hmm. and she's telling us yeah. No, I was I thought of a thing mm-hmm. because immediately like it starts with like with she's pulling a batman like she's yeah she's she's keeping watch yeah she's she's keeping watch and and then it immediately goes from her giving this info dump of of a voiceover to 
like the fucking shootout at the OK Corral. Which I'll get to that. Yeah. Happening yeah. in the subway. I have some problems with that. I have many problems with that. And and it's a thing that I realized that because I like I haven't watched just like a straight action movie in a long time, but I've watched the old guard like four times in the past week. <laughs> um and I'm not just gonna single that out as like a good example because I also think something like Kingsman mm-hmm. um and you know there there are plenty of other action movies that I think you need like there's a like I've, I have a thing that I, like I'll get to later but the fact that so much of this movie is just people firing guns at one another it is so fucking boring yeah, like it's not the, the it's act- not like the Matrix where you're getting like gun gun foo. See, and, that, that's the thing. And it's John like, it, Wick, which is very controlled and precise. It, it it tries it has like a Matrix feel to it, and also the fact that like other than Michael Sheen, every man in this movie is dressed like he's Scott Staff in a Creed video, <laughs> like annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> um, not gonna lie, the actor who plays Craven, like he could be Scott Staff in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, but yeah, like. I, that's just boring it's not shot in a way that makes it interesting exactly. and at that point in time we'd seen we'd seen that like yeah it's very derivative like, in that way because, yeah because by this time like like we already had at least one if not several matrix movies oh i think i think the first one came out in 2001 i'd have to look I, we don't i don't know if i'm know. and i don't know why other than the matrix i'm suddenly blanking on every action movie i have ever seen in my life but like yeah. i know there are like well i mean like, come on i'm like you've got the like the fucking Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. And, and things like that. And like those have an element of excitement and I'm going to go ahead and say this now because I know I'm going to forget it as we go on. The music does absolutely nothing to help this movie. Agreed. The music is boring. The music, like it does nothing to tell us anything about the character's emotions. And so mm-hmm. that leads into why the characters feel absolutely emotionless. Mike, like there is one emotion that everybody has in this movie and it is rage. That is the only emotion that anybody has. Except for Michael Sheen. Yeah. Ex- like, <laughs> I was like, except for Lucian. Yeah. Except for Lucian. And, and that's just, because of michael sheen basically like think like if if i actually think toward the end there's a really good scene um i'm just gonna jump ahead because why not yeah um michael it's when michael gets the flashbacks yeah of what happened yeah and he goes and and he's talking to to michael sheen lucian spoilers but we're gonna get there but he's (laughs) talking to michael sheen's character and he actually does have like a beat there of oh my gosh like the, the 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 like actual once the weight of it all hits, it hits him. him, that's actually a pretty good moment yes. for Scott Speedman. But you have the realization of Michael Sheen in that scene too, of what he has just witnessed, which yes. is really good. Oh man, it's just Michael Sheen's great. Like let's just yeah. call it what it is. Michael Sheen's great. And Mike, to me, Michael Sheen is the only good thing about this movie. I think Bill Nye has but moments. Bill Nye has because he's good at maniacal evil. Okay, this this is the parallel that I am going to make, and it was one that I thought while I was watching the movie. Basically, this movie is like is for like i don't even know like what kind of basically i thought of this movie it was like the phantom menace and um bill nye and um michael sheen were basically the ewan mcgregor and liam neeson of this movie (laughs) and like everything in it is terrible but like these two managed to be pretty decent yeah and like that, that was the comparison that I was making while I was watching this movie because I was so fucking bored. I was thinking of every other movie I'd ever watched. 
So at the beginning, Celine explains that they're vampires and werewolves are the lichens. They don't call them werewolves, but for the future reference, I'm going to call them werewolves. Yes. Uh, The vampires and the werewolves are fighting. There's a war. You find out throughout the movie that the vampires have been taught that the werewolves started the war and it's all their fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, We come to find out that is decidedly untrue. But she gives that whole thing and that Lucian was killed 600 years ago. Yeah. Which is a lie we find out in about the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then they chase, I'm just going to like, cause we don't really need to talk about a lot of this, but so they're, she and her partners, there's like two of them are following some werewolves mm-hmm. and they follow them into a subway and she and Michael, who's also in the subway share eye contact. And that is true love's eye contact. Cause after that, that's it. Like, like he Thank definitely you. had a, had a, Thank there was an immediate attraction. I will say that there was an immediate attraction. I didn't see that at all. There, there was like, they caught eyes and they both just like, she actually stopped what she was doing and, and looked at him like, and granted, yes, it was kind of a blank face look, but at least there was a look. <laughs> at least it, it, it was not her looking through everyone. Like she had been, she saw him and then they start the shootout. And I immediately went, you're supposed to be a 600 year old killer. And you can't hit the broad side of a fracking barn. Like, what in the... This gunfight... I, okay, I like John Wick. I'm going to color that mm-hmm. throw that out there now. You haven't seen John Wick, right? I have not seen John Wick. Okay. Keanu Reeves is also amazing at at, it, at gunfire. Like, they showed, yes. like, his training and stuff. He's really good. Can we just send whoever... These people to training? Because, like, they're real bad at handling weapons. At Like, the mm-hmm. the guy um, who pulls the guns at the very beginning, the, the, the big black guy, I can't remember his name. Okay, that is another thing. Both sides have one black guy. Like, each side has one black guy. Literally, everybody else in this movie <laughs> looks exactly the fucking same. That's They're, true. The vast majority of the movie, yeah. I didn't know who the fuck was who. Because they are all dressed in, like, shades of gray and black. Yeah. They are all like vague looking white dudes with dark hair. Like everybody looks the fucking same. You can't tell them apart. So I didn't know who was shooting at well, who. And okay, this is another like criticism about uh, the whole thing. So, I was looking through so my notes. many. Bring I was it looking on. through my notes. So when she's talking about like this is fat rewinding just a second. When she's giving her like speech about what's going on and they're about to wipe out the lichens, like they're mm-hmm. they're really close, which is upsetting for her because she's a death dealer and and this is what she lives for. I'm sorry. Did you not think that in those fights she looked lost as all get out? Yep. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I don't know what the direction was there. Because I've seen her act, and she's way better than that. So I don't know what the direction was there. Mm-hmm. But but she looks lost in these battles. And, like, overwhelmed. And sure. she's been a death dealer for, like, hundreds of years. There is, like, w- one word. for Like, if I would describe this movie in one word, that word is monotone. Yeah. Because, like, that is everybody's vocal inflections everybody's facial expressions yeah like that's everything it's like to me like everybody in this movie looks like just monotone and so you like i'm it's like they put a filter on it too like there's like a blue filter on this on this movie that gives it this like weird i'll like there there were a couple of things in this that i was like okay that's pretty badass Mm -hmm. okay the fact that 
that the werewolves have ultraviolet ammunition. That was cool. That is fucking yeah. Awesome. You watch a vampire like turn to dust, like like from the inside out. Yeah, because it, he's been shot with an ultraviolet bullet. They figure out it's like a it's like a military tracer round. Yeah, and it, that's what and takes them yeah, out is the UV light. So yeah, that's fucking awesome. The fact that they like reverse engineer that later to go against the Do werewolves with, nitrate, with, with, yeah. with silver, silver nitrate. nitrate. Yeah. That's like that's great. Yeah, there's some brilliant Every, moments. It's like everything else in this movie, it's just people standing in corridors firing guns. Yeah, because like the, we get down to the, the subway and they just start shooting. And once again, as I'm pointing out, these people have been doing this for years and years. And she shoots like a stormtrooper. And she's supposed <laughs> to be like the best. She was like 20 feet from that guy, if that. And she couldn't hit him. Sorry. And like, I have room to talk. I don't shoot a gun. But... But you've got to imagine that if you've been doing this for, I mean, if you had guns for a hundred years, let's say, I mean, yeah, they've gotten, they've changed, Mm -hmm. but I would assume your aim would have gotten a little bit better if you're supposed to be the fucking death dealer. Yeah. Like, anyway, that just frustrated me more than anything at the beginning. The fact that you said shoots like a stormtrooper, like, fully encompasses how I feel about the so-called action in this movie. Yeah, at least this part of it, for sure, like, these beginning parts. Now, so then that we, we... I do like the she, part where Michael Michael's we find out is an intern. He goes to try to help the civilian who got shot because these idiots can't hit each other. Yeah. So he goes to try to help the civilian and almost gets taken as hostage. And that's when she actually manages to hit something. Yeah. I guess true love's eye contact really works. <laughs> and that's what I'm calling it. Like, no, that's fucking perfect. So she shoots the guy and she's able to remember Michael later, which yeah. is why I say true love's eye contact because that's the only thing they have. Is they saw each other and that's it. Mm-hmm. So she there's a there's a subway chase and then oh, there's she gets separated from her partner and so the big guy from the beginning that's a, that's a werewolf transforms. I actually really dug the transformation sequence at the very beginning. Now the costume sucks balls. The actual like final product. Yeah. But watching the actual like mouth and jaw elongate, mm-hmm. I thought for 2003. It's, looked pretty it's, cool. Yeah, it's not terrible. I thought it looked pretty cool. Like, because mm-hmm. I also remember that really creepy show. It was a Netflix original that didn't stay around. Oh, the um, oh my god. Um, yeah, Famke Jansen was in it. Um, the the transformation in Famke that. It was Jansen. It was um, but Bill the, Skarsgård. What? Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. But the werewolf transformation in that grossed me out so badly I could not. It watch was the yeah. Show. It was it was an Eli Roth jam. I can't. Yeah, remember. I couldn't watch the show because it grossed me out. Too you bad. and I watched the first episode, yeah, and, and it, at the end of it, it, we were like, I can't. No, I was like, I couldn't. Watching that werewolf transform. So, so watching the like elongated like because I've seen the, to, those. To be fair, like Eli Roth is like one step away from the Saw movies. Yeah. So that that has a lot to do with but, it. But like watching this guy's like because you see it in shadow which i think is the other part yeah. that i like did you see it in like i can't remember if it's in shadow or if it's in um uh, like a silhouette like a silhouette yeah but but i liked the way that that was shot and the way mm-hmm. that it looked for a 2003 movie yeah like i thought that part was really good i've got to say good things occasionally um <laughs> but yeah then you know chase through the subway celine takes out one and then she throws silver things which for some reason aren't like burning his flesh I don't understand why he's able to just walk around with the silver stuff in him, uh, yeah. but he, he's still alive. She gets away. Mm-hmm. She goes back to the, to the vampire coven. They're getting ready to have Amelia show up. Who's the elder who's in charge right now. Mm-hmm. You kind of get, if I find out as the movie goes, might as well explain it now. Cause yeah. it's easier. 
um, that there's a hierarchy of elders and they take turns. The three, I think it's three of them. There's, there's always like basically there's one, only one, one awake at a time. One awake and the other two asleep. The others leapfrog through history and they have a sharing of memories through blood. Yeah. It's called the awakening. There you go. That's, I wish they'd have explained it that succinctly to us. Um, yeah. And because it, it's really boring and confusing. The, and the whole mystery of like what Michael is supposed to be, like why the werewolves are interested in him, yeah. like it's all kind of kept like there's going to be some big reveal. And then when it's revealed to us, it's fucking blase. And like, okay, why could you not have like told us this from the outset? And then like, yeah. It, it like, seemed if, like it was like they were trying to cure it. They were trying to kill, like, turn him into a walking nuke that could kill all the people. Like, something. It, yeah. Because you, you find, like, you see. The whole, but, now, I do see what they were trying to do there, and I just didn't succeed. They were trying to make it seem like the werewolves were nefarious, so when the twist comes later, that the werewolves are actually the ones that were um, wronged. Were wronged. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were enslaved, and they broke out of slavery in order to, because of, you know, the the true love or whatever Mm -hmm. but like once that i think they were wanting that reveal to be like a a gravity shift in the movie okay i see what they were trying they just didn't do it right does that make sense like if if they had established earlier that it's like there is something special about michael and like we like we really need because we just see these kind of nebulous scenes of like a fucking like werewolf mad scientist like doing shit in a lab yeah. and, and celine figures out they were following michael back in the coven yeah but and that's... like she figures that so it's like they're doing shit and and then we see you know like she she follows michael back to like she goes to his apartment to like try to figure out like why yeah. he's so important. There's a werewolf ambush. Lucian bites Michael and like she gets shoots some of his... Lucian in the head and he survives. Yes, <laughs> which is and, crazy. And she and so like Lucian gets some of his blood, like gets some of Michael's blood, and mm-hmm. and then like takes it back to the mad scientist. And it's like <gasps> it's the match or whatever. It's positive. It's the positive. Test is positive. Yeah. Yeah. It tests positive, and it's like okay. What the fuck? And we don't find what? out for like another fucking hour. Yeah, we find out like toward the end of the movie when they're explaining to Bill Nye what the yeah like when the bad guys get or the not the bad guy but this mad scientist gets caught mm-hmm. and they they reveal the plot to the vampires finally. Yeah, and but, the thing yeah. is, is like because this movie is all told from, I think the other problem that I have with this movie is that Michael. Basically, Michael is like the object of attraction. Like he's Michael, the damsel in distress. Yeah, Michael, he's he's okay. It's not that he's the he's damsel. The MacGuffin. It, it's not that he's the damsel in distress. It's that he is like he's the holy grail. He's like the mm-hmm. super important thing, and we don't get any of his side of this story. Yeah. I'm like it would have been nice to see like him living his life, and yeah. you get like a scene of that. But he's already been through the trauma of the subway fight. We by then. we get nothing about like he is literally just a piece of meat that have like that yeah. that is all that he is. And so because like all of this, this entire movie is told like we are getting the vampire side of it, and the vampires thinking that they're on the right side of history, and the like getting absolutely nothing of the werewolf side until the very end of yeah, it. Yeah, and that's supposed to be like a huge twist. It's I supposed think. to be a huge twist. It just is not performed well. It's other than the like ugh, just i don't know it's just, like yeah i think it's just not performed well like this, i see what they were trying to do 
because I've seen other things do it. It's just this wasn't it. Yeah. Like it just didn't quite it, it just couldn't quite find the right balance. And a lot of that I think comes from the fact that they were new writers. Like the fact that they didn't know how to balance a movie becomes pretty evident. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they were trying to feed into that matrix thing and they were trying to feed into that stylized thing. But yeah, so so Celine fights, Celine goes back and says, Hey, there's a plot. I heard a bunch of werewolves and thing <laughs> and nobody believes her. When you said, hey, there's a plot, I was like, I didn't see one, but anyway. <laughs> she, she figures out, because she hears what she believes to be werewolves fighting above her in the sewers, mm-hmm. and she's like, uh, that's no good. So she goes home and tells, and Craven, because we find out later he's in bed, not literally, with Michael Sheen's Lucian, Lucian he's made a deal with the with the werewolves, so he wants to cover it up. So he says, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he's obsessed with making Selena his queen, and I don't really get that whole plot. Because, again, negative chemistry. Like, well, and it's not even, just that. It's, she don't want it. She don't – well, what I was about to say is, like, there, like there's negative chemistry, like, to – like, you to me, like you never buy that he's actually interested her. And he wants even, her for if, the power. Well, he, like, he wants her for the power, but even then, like, you don't – you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. And like, even like the idea of him, like wanting her as a possession, I'm like there. And it's a case of your, like everything is being told and not shown. Yeah. And that's, well, that's and the other like massive problem. The, I forgot the girl's name. I know the it's actress. Erica and the actress. No, I meant the girl, the actress's name. I was about to say. Yeah. Sorry. The character's name is Erica. The actress is Sophia Miles. Right. Sophia Miles. Which, I love Sophia Miles. Which, yes. Because like a lot of people would know her as she is Madame du Pompadour in the second season of Doctor Who. Yeah. And the girl in the in fireplace. The, of New Who. Yeah. The girl um, in the fireplace. Love Sophia Miles. She, she actually gets some work in this movie that's fun. That yeah. makes me laugh. But, like, she wants Craven for herself. Mm-hmm. She wants Craven. I don't know if she wants the power that comes with Craven or if she just wants Craven. Girl, please be going for the power because Craven is not <laughs> worth your time. Just take him out and take his place. Like, that's yeah. what needs to happen. But, but so you have Craven and Erica who are trying to get Celine to come to this, like, party. And that's when Celine goes. She's like, uh, no. Yeah. She goes to Michael. We do the whole thing there. She shoots Lucian in the head. And Lucian, 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 whatever. I gets, say Lucian. Gets up and heals. Like, he he, where, he he Wolverines the bullet out of his head. Mm-hmm. Which is really funny. Because X2 had already come out, maybe? Mm-hmm. I want to say X2 was already out. Because it, it is, like, that's the other thing. Like, it takes from so many things. It does. Because one of my favorite scenes in X2, which someday maybe we'll do, we'll have like a fun marvel week or something yeah but one of my favorite scenes in x-men 2 is when they shoot wolverine the the like the humans shoot mm-hmm. wolverine and then he gets up and you just watch the bullet like it's a really cool effect yeah it did not work as well in this movie but they like i see why they were doing it but to mm-hmm. me I, once again i don't know when x2 came out so i'm not sure if they were like taking that idea but we also, this is weird to me, never get it explained to us how he has that ability. Mm-hmm. No other werewolf seems to have it that ability. It came out in 2003. X2 so came out in 2003. came out the same year. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But um, but it never gets explained to us why Lucian can do that. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, we don't understand that. Like, yeah, he's an old werewolf, but does that mean that all werewolves can do that if they live long enough? Yeah. Like, is this just an elder werewolf power? Mm-hmm. Or is it specific to him? Like, I was interested in, in that side of things. Because I like, once again, Michael Sheen. He's the best <laughs> thing in the movie. Okay, I just, I looked up the dates. X2 came out in May of 2003. 
Underworld came out in September of 2003. So they probably didn't have a lot of time to change that, really. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's just one of those weird things. But you're things. right. Like, this, this is... It feels like they just steal from a lot of other they, because works. It, okay, in which, that's a thing that happens... Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, that's a thing that happens particularly in horror movies. Mm-hmm. They're, like, when... Once you have, like, a successful horror movie, um, you have copycats that come along and they will straight up lift like Mm -hmm. this you know this scene from this and put it in here Mm -hmm. and so like that's why you get like a lot of just shitty like crank them out paint by numbers horror movies yeah and and you know like a a good director and a good storyteller is able to take some like is able to take something as an homage and like you have to have the tone of mm-hmm. the source material without making it a direct copy yeah. with no feeling behind it. And that's what a lot of this movie feels like. Yeah. It's like it's ripped off every shots other action and scenes yeah. from every other action movie. Vampire and putting thing, putting yeah. a vampire and werewolf skin on it. Yeah. And it's just like and I don't know, like and even I mean, like, I will say, like, it's it's overdone now, the whole, like, vampire werewolf love story. I mean, yeah. we've we've got it a lot yeah. in, in modern media. So it was kind of... Well, and it's supposed to mirror Romeo and Juliet, too, for sure. Yeah. Like, I, it's supposed to... That star-crossed lovers... Which is fine. ...fated like, to be together thing. Which, yeah. again, that... I mean, it's, it, that's what's right. That, nothing yeah. new. Yeah, nothing, I was like, yeah. you know, that that can be a compelling story of, you know, yeah. like doomed lovers to me is always going to be a compelling story. Yep. Um, and this movie, I didn't give a fuck. It's because we don't spend a lot of time dealing with it. But yeah. But anyway, so so he gets shot. He gets up and chases them in the car and catches their car and stabs down and stabs Celine. I have a question about the vampires in this movie. Uh-huh. How does she go down from blood loss? Apparently, their hearts beat. Yeah, there's so many questions, or like so many, like the I physiology have, makes no sense. I have so many questions. She says physiology. it's a virus that vampires and werewolves are basically just viruses. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting take on it. That's yes. different. Um, but so she crashes the car immediately after saying she was going to be fine. She passes out and crashes the car. Michael is a good dude. He saves her. Uh-huh. He could easily have just gotten away and left her uh-huh. to bleed out under the <laughs> under the pavilion and just go home. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, he's also met Wentworth Miller at the hospital because Wentworth Miller is Dr. Adam, somebody at the hospital. He's just called Dr. Adam. I was just excited because Wentworth Miller had a, had lines and multiple Went- scenes. Basically, like, Wentworth Miller's work was done in, like, two days. Of course. Like, he's barely in this movie. But honestly, like, he's one of the most interesting things about it. It's like, I want and more. <laughs> I will say, like, it. watching this, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot that Wentworth Miller ever had hair. Oh, I love his hair, too. <laughs> but anyway, so she, after Michael saves her, um, she takes him back to the, because the, she basically is passed out and wakes up and he's falling asleep next to her, which is kind of a sweet thing because he didn't have to save her. He didn't have mm-hmm. to. He could have. He, he's a doctor. He could have saved her and walked away. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. He stays with her. And so she takes him while he's passed out back to the coven um, and she's bandaging him. She doesn't see the bite wound, but mm-hmm. Craven calls her to see him and he's pissed because she disobeyed him. And she's like, I don't like you and I'm not going to obey you. Yeah. Neener, neener, neener. <laughs> <laughs> So while they're fighting, she's left Erica to watch 
her new pet human, as Erica calls him. And Erica sees the bite, freaks out, goes to the like ceiling. Well, yeah, because it's it's like, like a what, cat that got freaked out. Yeah, well, it's the thing that we find yeah. out is like the two like viruses that they have is like a vampire bite to a werewolf is fatal, it's fatal as the other way. For, and vice versa. Yeah. And so when she finds that, you know, when she sees that he's been bitten by a werewolf, he now has the potential to kill her. Exactly. So, and he, he freaks out when he realizes everybody's a vampire because he didn't know that side of the story yet. Mm -hmm. So he jumps out the window, even though it's the second floor and he makes it okay. And he jumps the fence somehow. Mm -hmm. He still has no idea. He has supernatural abilities. And I think that is living in a fantasy, my dude. Uh And that's when he goes to Wentworth Miller who the cops have already been by. But the cops are werewolves. Well, the cops are werewolves. He doesn't know that. So he, Wentworth Miller thinks he's crazy for sure. Mm-hmm. and sees the the stuff on his arm. He's like, I need to go get something to bandage this. Comes back with the cops. Uh, Michael he, sees that, jumps out the window again. Michael does a lot of jumping out of windows in this mm-hmm. movie. That's like the second, and I know there's at least one more. Um, makes me laugh. <laughs> but anyways, so, meanwhile, Celine has gotten in trouble for bringing a werewolf in. She and Craven have gotten into a huge fight. Uh, she's like, Victor wouldn't put up with this. Well, Victor's not here. Mm-hmm. Marcus is going to be woken up in like a day or two. She, meanwhile, takes it upon herself to try to figure out how to wake up Victor. And she does so through an awakening type. Like, she tries because elders have the ability to organize their thoughts. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's really just chaotic images to to Bill Nighy's Victor. Mm-hmm. We also get the backstory of her and Victor at some point, which is, with, that's when she's with Michael later. but backstory between her and victor is that victor saved her from werewolves and who could smell the bullshit on that a mile away mm-hmm. but so she wakes up she's waking up victor she's left him to uh what's the word rehydrate basically <laughs> and she goes out and michael shows up at the door because he's like what's going on with me why is this happening yeah she takes him craven tells her she leaves the house not to come back and she goes, I'll take it up with Victor when I get back since he's awake now. And Craven's face goes pale. We also find out very quickly he's working. I think we found out around there that he's working mm-hmm. with Michael. Uh, or Lucian. Sorry, he's working with Lucian. Michael Sheen. <laughs> Confusing. Yeah. Uh, but he's working with Lucian. And Lucian basically cut off. Cause she does research and stuff. Lu- like They faked his death 600 years ago, he and Craven. Mm-hmm. They made a deal to kind of keep the peace, essentially. Yeah. And Lucian was supposed to lay low, and he's like, I've laid low long enough. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we see Amelia's Amelia the Elder arrive and get killed and eaten by, by, werewolves. by werewolves. And then... And they... And you, you also see them come in and, like, take some of her, her blood. blood. Yeah. Which ends up going nowhere. I understand where it was going, but it ends up going nowhere. Well, it's because yeah, like, they were going to inject it in Michael, but it, well, it's yeah, because because that's what happens. Yeah, is that Lucian injects Michael, and then they have to take Michael's blood to then like yeah, it's 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 part of because like basically turning him into the hybrid. Yeah, he had like he has the lichen in him, like the the lycanthropy has been awakened. Yeah, and so now he has to be injected with pure like purebred elder blood. To be able to activate the hybrid. I didn't theater. think they ever actually injected him. No, they? they do. Oh, okay. I thought it didn't happen until she bit him at the end. 
it's um, like it well it's it's part of the whole thing that they're sorry my bad like it's part of the whole thing that they're doing like that's why why they take it i just yeah. mean it ends up not being necessary yeah sorry trying to say but yeah so meanwhile you know at the at the safe house she chains him up there and gives him a gun with silver bullets and is like, shoot yourself before you turn. Mm-hmm. Cause trust me, you don't want to turn. And she, yeah. She tells him like, cause because the silver will stop the, the, the transformation. transformation. Yeah. So she, and she goes back to talk to Victor. Victor is actually pissed with her Yeah. that cause she woke him up a hundred years early. She's broken the chain mm-hmm. in, in hundreds of years. This has never happened. It's not okay. He's sorry. He loves her like a daughter, but he's still got to put her before the council. And, it, and like, they'll it, decide her fate. Yeah, and he hates doing it, but, you know, it's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And while that's going on, and he goes, he's going to trust Craven to deal with it. And she goes, then I'm going to find the proof. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, you're going to go before the council. She breaks out of the house, goes back to Michael. Michael ends up having to escape. They, they, they actually had a kiss before that, too. They have a kiss. It's, like, it's because, like, she's kissing him to distract him so that she can handle it. But she's also kissing him because when she leaves, she, like, leans against the door and is teary again. She has two emotions in this, monotone and teary. It's weird. But so she, yeah, so, anyway, so all that happens. Michael ends up getting captured by the werewolves. Yeah. She ends up getting a werewolf hostage, and that's when the, they reveal the whole plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just speeding through this because I don't see a reason not to. Yeah, you're fine. Um, but it, meanwhile, I, Michael, I, I, hold on. I do, I, I do want to go through like what the where, like what the Lycan Mad Scientist tells Victor. Yes, it's like it this, is. this explanation. Because um, I'm like, this is kind of interesting, and it's the only interesting thing about the movie. Yeah. But the um, they're talking about like they're wanting him because the um, what they've been trying to do is basically like create this kind of hybrid situation um you know but he says you know like everything that they've been trying like it was useless because even at the cellular level our species seemed destined to destroy each other yet the key we knew was to locate the rarest of bloodlines a direct descendant of alexander corvinus he was hungarian a warlord who came to power in the early seasons of the fifth century just in time to watch a plague ravage his village he alone survived but somehow his body was able to change the disease mold it to his benefit he became the first true immortal, and years later, he fathered at least two children who inherited the same trait. To which Victor is dismissive of this, and he's like, "Yes, sons of the Corvinus clan, one bitten by bat, one bitten by wolf, one to walk the lonely road of mortality as a human. It's a ridiculous legend, nothing more." And the the guy explains, like, "Maybe, but our shared species have a common ancestry." Which is like, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And the thing is, and what he explains is they need a pure strain of what they call the the Corvinus virus, and that's why they need Michael. And he says because his blood allows for a perfect union between our species. And this is when we start seeing the real side of Victor because he says like there can be no such union, and to even speak it is heresy. Yeah, and it lays the groundwork for the thing that we yeah. find out later on because michael michael is getting the memory he's been having these memory flashes the whole ever since he's been bitten and he finally gets the whole memory which is lucian was in love we find out that lichens were the slaves the the servants yeah. of the, the the day walkers of the vampires or whatever the day servants of the vampires yeah they were enslaved to vampires. And he yeah. goes, but I didn't hold them any ill will. In fact, I took one as a bride. I, my, my bride was a vampire. Yeah. It was forbidden, our union. Victor feared a blending of the species. Feared it so much that he killed her. And His she, own daughter, burnt alive for loving me. 
and we found out she's pregnant when he killed her. Mm-hmm. That's why he killed her. Yeah. And because the, the thing growing in her stomach was an abomination. Yeah. And so ever since then, Lucian and the necklace he, he wears for the whole movie is hers. We find that out, which is kind of cool. But ever since then, he has been trying to create a hybrid to prove, essentially to prove. To, to end the war. To end the war. But it will also prove Victor wrong. Yeah. That it is possible and it should happen and yada, yada. So Lucian's big goal in life is to see the hybrid created. Mm-hmm. It's why he faked his death so many years ago. It's why yeah. he's worked so hard since then. So that we, we get all that backstory. Um, meanwhile, Celine and Victor, Victor tells Celine, because now it's out that, that mm-hmm. Craven made a deal. And so Craven is running. Yeah. And he runs to solution. Yeah. Runs solution for protection. And then while that's happening, Victor tells Celine, all will be forgiven. She will be completely absolved if she kills Michael. Mm -hmm. So Celine leads a, we see her leading a strike force. Craven takes the silver nitrate bullets and shoots solution. And she ends up like, she separates from the others from the strike force and she rescues Michael. And you realize no, she's made her choice, and it is not the vampires. Yeah. Um, which, the fact that she made that choice before she knew the truth about Victor, I think is important. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say anything's important about the character, yeah. that's important. Because he, he tells her, they'll kill you for saving me. And mm-hmm. she's like, I know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. So she, so the, the two of them are trying to escape, essentially. Yeah. And they open a door, and there is freaking Craven. And he shoots Michael with the silver nitrate. At this point, Michael is still a werewolf. Mm-hmm. So he is allergic in their words to mm-hmm. silver. Lucian has stayed alive long enough to, and I love because Lucian Michael is a Sheen, badass motherfucker. Well, and Michael Sheen's face as he watches the gentle touches between, yeah. between um, Celine and Michael. Michael, like the way that they play that is so good. Like he sees his own past in a mm-hmm. lot of ways in that moment. And you can see it on his face, which is just, yeah. Michael Sheen is just incredible people. And so you have that moment of him, and and after the sh- the shooting happens, he comes in there, he stabs uh, Craven. I keep on saying Corvin, and I don't know why, but he stabs stabs Craven in the leg, so to get him to pull back because he's about to, you know, he's gonna kill Michael, gonna finish finish Michael off, and so he stabs uh, Craven in the leg, and, and long enough for Craven to get distracted, and he tells Celine, Celine to bite him. Yeah. So Celine and Celine kind of like looks hesitant, and then she does it. Yeah, and, because if if she bites him, then that will complete his transformation and he into won't, the hybrid. He will no longer be allergic to silver, supposedly. Yeah. So she, I like that shot actually. Yeah, where she's biting him, I think it's a really good shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's biting him, and Craven sees that and goes, "What are you doing?" Ah. And meanwhile, uh, Victor Victor walks comes. In. Yeah, Victor yeah. comes storming in, and Craven does Craven die there? Or does he run? I, I don't remember. He, he runs. I don't remember. I stopped paying Craven attention. Craven shoots Michael. Oh, Craven tells Celine the truth in that moment, yeah, though. Yeah, that's right. That Victor killed her family. How foolish is she to be to be loyal to someone who killed her family? He knows all of Victor's secrets. Mm-hmm. And Victor kills him for spilling said secrets, basically. That's right. Um, but like, yeah, I so, literally, uh, by this point, I was fucking done. Yeah. I, like, uh, but, and, and okay, Lucian, hold on. And we have, while all this is going on, we have, like, a cadre of vampires who have rolled up into this werewolf yeah. den. And so there, there's all kinds of, like, shooting going on. Like, it's Victor's just walking through it like it's, like, 
Like it's it's bullets flying everywhere. Like it's, 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 it's like I literally fast forwarded. I didn't this pay shit. attention because there was nothing to pay attention to. Like uh, there's exactly. like one werewolf. Like there's the big strong werewolf from the beginning of the movie that's still alive. Mm-hmm. Victor ends that very. That's to show us how strong Victor is. He just basically grabs him and and breaks his neck with like one hand. Yeah. Because Victor is the strongest vampire. Mm-hmm. So. He comes through, he kills, I think he kills Craven. I don't actually have it in my notes. I Again, but I didn't care. <laughs> Lucian, Lucian is dying, and he lives long enough to see his dream accomplished. Mm-hmm. He sees Selene bite Michael, and Michael is breathing again. Mm-hmm. And then Victor comes in and throws Michael through a wall, <laughs> and Lucian dies. But while Celine and he Celine is like, you killed, like, she's still in shock over the, the revelation mm-hmm. that her father figure actually murdered her entire family Mm -hmm. her two six-year-old nieces like and and what it was like it wasn't just like he came in and killed them all at once it was like he fucked with them and killed them over a period of days and and And, she and then he like gets to her and she reminds him of his daughter sonia who he killed who he had killed yeah he he can't do it so he so yeah so he turns her yeah and then craven came in and covered it up Mm-hmm. made it look like it was werewolves but he yeah. got because basically michael got not michael victor occasionally got tired of feeding on livestock so he wanted mm-hmm. to feed on people because it was more fun basically mm-hmm. gross but uh but so victor and celine talk and you know he she he's kind of like you're breaking my heart that i'm gonna have to you know end you <laughs> kind of thing like like or no yeah. we're gonna have to end this abomination he doesn't actually say he's gonna kill her because she hasn't done anything mm-hmm. as far as he knows so and then Vic or Michael comes in and they start fighting. Okay, it's excruciatingly long of like Michael and and Victor fighting. Meanwhile, Selena's sitting there in shock, and I'm like, "No, girl, you're supposed to be a death dealer. Get up and deal some death." Yes, and she and then like and does. she she joins the fight because Michael kind of gets knocked out. Michael is about to be taken and, okay, out. Yeah. Can I just say the hybrid makeup is so fucking dumb. Okay, can I tell you what I thought what I thought when I looked at him cuz cuz they're fighting in like a sewer or a cistern so there's water everywhere. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of what I picture as the gentleman in Critical Role. <laughs> cuz he has that long dark hair and he's yeah. just it, he's just damp. To me like <laughs> he looks It's just how I picture cuz he's well, so blue. Me, okay, but also going and I know that it couldn't have been based on the timing, but yeah. it, it he looks like he looks almost like he looks almost like a ripoff of Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, he, and like, he absolutely could have been because that makeup would have been. He's like he's released. absolutely yeah. like the same shade, and yeah, it's it's like it's it's a little bit it's of like weird and, that he's blue because it's so vampires weird and, that he's blue. Vampires and werewolves aren't blue, and maybe he's not blue. Maybe it was the filter because there's a bluish no. filter. No, oh, no, 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 no. Like he looks it, blue to me it too. Is, it is the makeup. Yeah, it, it's weird. You, you can t- and it's like, it and then is it's just... also the makeup's not completely waterproof because a couple of times it kind of looks like it's starting to run off of him. Yeah, which is funny. And like he gets like splotchy in places. <laughs> That's so weird. And well, and then they because they've got like the werewolf torso kind of thing on. He's got him like too. this weird like rib this, like, like rib yeah, cage it, thing, like yeah. distended like rib cage. It's and, not great, and it's it's really not great. And then like. They they give him kind of slightly like canine facial features and these like black eyes or whatever, and it's just like yeah. It basically like it takes away like I mean also like as we said like this movie like everybody's completely emotionless like it's all monotone. Yeah. But any kind of again it completely takes away 
any nuance that we would have had of telling his story. Yeah. So finally in this moment, like he's been turned, he is the thing that they wanted to make him into. And we could have had like actually like him taking agency and no, because he's hidden under this fucking awful makeup job. Yeah. So then Celine comes in the fight. She gets hurt. And Michael roars because his lady love has been hurt. <laughs> and then Michael once again gets like, Victor's a strong dude. And so even Celine Victor's and Michael together, ancient vampire. even together, they can't defeat him. But he turns his back on her and he's not carrying his sword for some unknown reason. He dropped it somewhere. And we don't, yeah. yeah. So she picks up the sword. This is a weird part. <laughs> and jumps over him. He turns to face her and she shows there's blood on the sword. And he realizes his head has been split in two. <laughs> like that moment that he looks surprised as his head slides apart. I'm like, okay, Kingsman does this better, kids. But like, because yeah. like, yeah, he, he's like, he still has brain function. Which, okay, I mean... They're vampires, so it's magical, mystical, but... Okay, to be fair, it is well... Like, it was a scientific... Like, it was a thing. When the French Revolution happened, and people were being guillotined left and right, that the human head could still maintain a level of consciousness for up to five seconds after death. Yes. And that is a legitimate thing. Yes. And so... I'm like, okay, is that what they're going for? But literally, she cut his head in two. Yeah, like his brain's <laughs> been not, cut in half. Because, like, because that—that's the thing. Is like they're like with the guillotine he has been cleft in twain. With... <laughs> Sorry, um, the because but you know the thing was like with yeah. with the guillotine and even you know there like there there was a whole thing of like there was a there was an animal called like uh, Mike the chicken, which was a chicken that was being beheaded to, like to be killed, but they cut his head off in the wrong spot. And so he was basically like, he was still alive because his brainstem was still active. And, and that's what it is, is like the, like the last dying embers of the consciousness are in the brainstem. And because the brain, like where it's severed, sure. You can maintain, like maintain a level of consciousness for a few seconds, but the way that his head is split in half, I'm like, you cut through his goddamn brain. How does it take like eight to ten seconds for him to suddenly realize, oh fuck, I'm dead? Yeah, it's just—it's <laughs> such a weird Wiley E. Coyote death. Like, we like, we've had a we had like several conversations today because like we we played D and D for the first time yeah. in forever, and we finished and our campaign in like two years. We did, and and it was great. But we had conversations and like realizing the fact that like one of the reasons like why your husband and I get along is that we are both huge pedants. Yes. Like we really are. And so this is one of those things like I was fucking like ready to flip my coffee table last night over oh, the yeah. thing of his head being cleft in twain. And he's like, and it takes him a good 10 seconds to yeah. be like, he's oh, the I'm wily dead. coyote of death. Like, like, of- <laughs> Like it takes it, like it takes it till he sees it for it to happen. It's like so if he didn't realize his head was chopped in two, he'd just stay alive. Like I don't understand what's going on. He has to see the blood to realize he's dead, and then she and Michael, she turns and leaves, and Michael follows her like the obedient little puppy he is. <laughs> and that's finally and the then, end. Of, then, yeah. Oh yeah, we, we see the she, like the blood she, is dropping into the other the last elder's mouth. Yeah, because what it is is we yeah. it's um. One, she takes the necklace from Lucian that was Sonia's necklace. Like she takes that, um, and then Michael, for whatever reason, now looks human again. Yeah, he he well he he un- <laughs> he 
untransforms. You can do that. Yeah. Um, he dropped the then, polymorph. It's all and good. then we and then we get this exit voiceover from her about um you know like though I cannot predict the future, the consequences of this night will reverberate through the halls of both great covens for many years to come. Yeah. Like two vampire elders have been slain, one by my own hand, and soon Marcus will take the throne, and a tide of anger and retribution will spill out into the night. Differences will be set aside, allegiances will be made, and soon I will become the hunted. And it's the final shot of the other elder, Marcus, his eyes his opening. His desiccated corpse opening. Yeah, his but eyes like, opening. So the and sequels... so it's it's literally just a because they found out mm-hmm. I, I was in trivia before this movie was released. A, the studio greenlit a sequel and a prequel cool. is what it was. And so it was yeah. like, okay, so we threw in this voiceover to set up the, the sequel. sequel. And so the, they do the sequel, Under Evolution, and she and Michael stay together for that movie. Uh, they make a baby, actually, in that movie. She has the baby in the movie Awakening, which is the third, well, fourth, technically fourth movie, because Rise of the Lycan is technically a third it's movie. It's the prequel, yeah. Yeah. So she has the baby, but Awakening, Josh and I were talking about it. We didn't remember we'd seen it until I was looking <laughs> at the cast because Awakening is basically like Resident Evil-esque. Yeah. Like it takes place mostly in a lab because she's put on ice for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Like she gives birth and then is put on ice for 12 years. <laughs> and so is Michael. Like they are captured and put on and because humans find out vampires and werewolves are real they're trying to make like a blood substitute that kills vampires. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. The, I don't remember most of the story. Yeah. But I read the the wiki after because I was curious. Because <laughs> like, what actually happens to Celine and Michael? Because he's not in the third movie. Yeah. He's not in Awakening. You find out in Blood War, <laughs> bitch got his throat slit by another werewolf. <laughs> like th- the beginning of Blood War is her getting revenge on his death because another werewolf. They killed him off screen. They killed him off screen. <laughs> you get like flashbacks of them in the first two movies. And then he does. They have a child who was telepathically connected to him and they couldn't find his hybrid ass. I don't understand <laughs> it. But that's what happened. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah, they have a daughter named Eve. Of course her name right? is Eve. For right? sake. But yeah, so like. I think it's hilarious that he ends up ultimately dying after <laughs> everything they go through in like this movie and the next movie. It's, it's like, reason, and it literally is probably just because either like the studio didn't nobody want, wanted Scott Speedman nobody to act anymore. Scott Speedman back. Nobody wanted that. <laughs> but like in There's the like, times well, in Awakening and because Awakening was like 2012. Yeah. So it was several years after. Um, but yeah, in Awakening, freaking um, Theo. Theo James. Yeah. That he comes in yeah, that yeah. movie. But see, the reason I remember that I saw that movie <laughs> is because a man named Chris Holden Reed is in that yes. movie. And I, I mentioned this to you off mic, yeah. but Chris Holden Reed, for those of you who don't know, he plays the wolf shifter in Lost Girl. Mm-hmm. He plays a werewolf in something else I've seen. Don't remember <laughs> what it is. And then he's in the newest season of the Umbrella Academy. He's one of the Swedes. I love Chris Holden Reed, but he, dude gets really typecast as creepy people usually. But I love Chris Holden Reed. I like, if you like Lost Girl, cover your ears. I hate that she winds up with who she winds up with. I love him. Mm-hmm. Like, Dyson is my boy. But, and I stopped watching after like season yeah. three. But yeah, so like, I've seen this, that one. The last one I was debating, you you were in here, I was talking to Shane about it, <laughs> yeah. I think, or friend Shane. Uh, because I, Bradley James is in the we, fourth yeah, one, and the fifth we, one. We, yeah. I love Bradley, so I'm going to probably have to watch it now. And I don't mind a mindless, 
I watched Suicide Squad, like the, the, the Suicide Squad movie, <laughs> not the James Gunn one, because that's not out yet. But I did watch that. We're, like, we're talking Jared Leto as the Joker. Yeah, I watched like, that Squad. because I was in the mood for like a mindless movie, and it was a pretty mindless movie. Yeah. I don't mind a bad action I mean, movie every now and again. This okay. one's pretty I, bad, I will, Okay, let me say this. It's not technically an action movie, but it's more action movie than anything. Um, I unabashedly, unironically love the movie Congo. It is a piece of shit, <laughs> and I recognize this. But sometimes you're just in the yeah. mood to see a man get his face ripped off by a gorilla. Yeah. Like, and so I, I am, I, I'm fine with a mindless action movie. I mean, that's why it's, I like John Wick. That's why I like, uh, I mean, Kingsman's not completely mindless. The second one kind of is. Uh, but, it's got oh, its moment. But it's the thing that I wanted to bring up, and and this, like, I said that I was going to get into it. Uh-huh. Um, as I mentioned, and and I'm not just using this as an example because I've watched it recently. There, I'm going to read something that it it makes the point for me. Um, and and it's from it's a quote in like in a recent interview. It's a quote from Chiwetel Legifor, who is in the old guard, and he's no stranger to action movies either. Nope. And he ma- he was doing this interview and he made a point about the action in action movies. And the point that he makes was this. He says, male directors often approach action in a certain way. And it's an inherited tradition of how to approach it, which is slightly stoic in is slightly stoic engagement with the violence. There's a sense of glorification about it because it's such a kind of masculine pastime in a way. And there's something celebratory about it. And he makes that point. And then talking about how with um, the female director of the old guard that um, her and then uh, Charlize Theron and the actor whose name I've fucking forgotten. And I'm so mad. The actress who plays Niall Mm -hmm. in the old guard um, and like how they approached the like the violence because it's a violent movie it really yeah. is um, i haven't seen it but i'm aware but had how they approached it and he says you know they approach it as a part of the storytelling as part of the engagement with the narrative and the engagement with the character mm-hmm. like and in that way it's not like the film stops and then you have an action sequence it's like the film continues through the action it's more complex in a way mm-hmm. Um, than the relationship that I normally find with directors who do action sequences. See, that's, and yeah, yeah, and that's the point that I, like, like with you know with John Wick, which I've I've only seen like little bits and pieces yeah. of it. Even like that, like I like Deadpool stuff yeah. like that. The um like with with the old guard with Kingsman with there are plenty of action movies where and you know a lot of times they are directed by men and so some of it can get gratuitous and i mean fuck me running kingsman is a gratuitously violent movie i remember we watched that like valentine's day-esque <laughs> like it was around there it was, around it was us day. it was you and me and our friend kim, kim. and my husband and yeah because what what it was it was supposed to be a group it weekend. was supposed to be a group weekend and um missouri got snow and so several of our friends couldn't make it and kim was the only one who got here ahead of the weather yeah and so it was just the four of us and we just decided like well we can't do all these things that we had planned for this big group of people so let's just go to the movies. let's just go to the movies and like the credits were rolling and i just remember like i leaned over to kim and i was like fuck that is exactly the thing that i wanted to see and just didn't know it exactly but but see and like josh and i like i don't know if i've talked about it on here one of the reasons we didn't enjoy Game of Thrones mm-hmm. is because we felt the gr- that it was gratuitous. 
the the violence and the nudity and and stuff like that and like the violent sexual stuff that happens later that we oh, didn't yeah. actually get to doesn't serve the story. Yes, and it's just and there. And, yeah. Well, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say like yeah. you know parallel to like Game of Thrones. Um, I just after like you and I had talked about it last weekend. Yeah. Um, I finally like decided like why not fuck it I'm going to give it a try and I binge The Witcher in yeah. one day and. I, I do have some issues. Yeah, I'm like, with, I'm like, okay. I'm like, we don't need this much nudity. Um, <laughs> especially when it's all one-sided. I'm like, okay. The orgy scene? The orgy's literally. There are men in there. You just got to look. There are men in there, <laughs> but they're covered. A few of them. Some aren't. I'm like, I, let me tell you, like, there are way more breasts than there are dicks in that scene. That's fair. But there aren't any vaginas. There are, there are very few vaginas. There, there are very few vaginas. I but, think that's the, the thing. Like, the fact- topless is, is a much easier thing that sounds weird i know i, but, I hate but at that, the same time the same like thing, the yeah. like how many times yennefer is topless i'm like yeah. i like okay yeah. and and it's it, it's it's just a thing that i have problems with the fact that like male nudity is seen as like i don't know it's like female nudity it's like fine like we'll have a fucking parade yeah like of of nude women and it will be perfectly fine and we'll show it on the yeah. evening news I'm like, but three seconds of a dude's dick and we have to give it an X rating. Yeah. I'm like, I think it's fucking stupid. Like I'm like equality for the sexes. <laughs> I'm like, like I, I, I live for the day. Like, and I think like, yeah, it's just a yeah, thing. It's a thing. And so like, I do have some issues with, with the nudity things, like that, but all of the fighting in that show, all of the action, mm-hmm. it comes from a character and you see mm-hmm. you and and even like fuck like talking about the marvel movies every character yep. has their own fighting style yeah and so and it stems from the character and and it's and it like it is an extension of that and even movies where where it is i mean deadpool it's like a lot of deadpool is just fucking it's people yeah. shooting guns but it's it's, it's done, done in such a way it's done in such a way that like you're still entertained by it and it tells you about the character. Yeah. I mean that and... montage at the beginning of Deadpool 2 <laughs> of him killing a bunch of people. Yes. But and then like all of a sudden you have 9 to 5 playing. Yes. Like it's just great the way that that Deadpool yeah. is able to turn it on its head. See, that's a good surprise. That's yes, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good surprise. Well, and I'm thinking, you know, Kingsman. To yeah. me nothing like to me not like there are very few action movies like their action movies are going to have to work very hard to top the church massacre scene and that was almost hard to watch for it's me. almost hard to watch but, but it's, it's but it's good yeah it's, it's good and like and it's i mean these you know for the most part it's it's these you know it's all these strangers and like you don't know anything about these people but mm-hmm. even then like you pick up like it's just people being violent like there's no rhyme or reason there's yeah. no fighting style to it harry is the only one who has a fighting style and that's because he's trained but even he is more it, but even the, but yeah. in that it's because he's been triggered yeah, exactly it's like his fighting style is more brutal it's more animalistic it is gut instinct it's not as like suave and smooth as it is at other points in the movie and it's yeah and it's not as controlled and yeah and so it's a plot point moment it's because, a plot point moment and like this is this is not weird but I, taking i'm just using kingsman as an example 
you have that gratuity in that scene. Yes. So that later when we see the world going nuts, mm-hmm. we don't need to see the gratuity of it. Yes. We just see like we see like way pulled back shots mm-hmm. of massacres go of like the the massacre of people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the 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 groups of people fighting, you don't have to see the individual gratuity. Whereas lesser people would want to show oh, let's show the shot of somebody getting their head taken out here. And Whereas we get that one scene in the church mm-hmm. to set in our minds, this is what this does. And, and so it's, you don't it's need to, to see and it. And it's to illustrate the horror yeah. on a small scale. So you don't need to see it on the big so scale. That, yeah. Yes, so that, we do, so that we know that this is, like, we cannot have this on the larger yeah, but scale. But in, in this movie, it just feels like, I'm going to walk down a hall and shoot a gun. Like it has nothing to do with it tells, style. It tells you or, nothing about the characters. Yeah. And like the fact that everybody's a fucking terrible shot. Everybody's a terrible shot. Sometimes the shots are so dark, you can't tell what's going on. And again, I like, because that everybody, scene, because yeah. everybody dresses exactly the same. I can't tell yeah. who's on what side until the really bad werewolf CGI costume things happen. And then yeah. you're like, wow, can you go back to being human? Cause you are there. I mean, they're not Buffy vampire slayer level bad. <laughs> Because that's that's the worst werewolf costumes pretty much to ever exist. Like that's like they bought like a, a monkey you, costume. You say that, and like my mind immediately flashes back to the eighties with Monster Squad and the original Fright Night. Yeah, is it really worse than Oz's like weird monkey half I mean, monkey half wolf? It's not. It's not great. Um, but yeah, it's just, but, but some say like the, the costumes in here are really bad. They're not that bad, but they're well, really bad. Because what it is, is like, th- this is, the, this is the time and it, and it's like the matrix, love it or hate it. It kind of, to like it, to me, the matrix is a turning point in yes. cinema 100%, because yes. the matrix, it took, like it made CGI viable for film yeah and like with storytelling the thing is the matrix does it well and a lot of every like everything that follows does not not, yeah and so it's at that point that everybody started turning away from practical effects Uh and i think in something like this it would have like i'm telling you like like i made her a better fighter this would have been interesting if she like if she had better training and i think that's that's the other thing is like it's lazy to say like let's just give everybody a gun and and i mean to be fair nobody needs to know how to fight when you've got when you've got like a fucking ar-15 yeah you know like you don't need to know how to fight because you just don't run out of ammo and you win yep and like there's there's no finesse to it there's and um which is actually lucian's whole problem with the werewolves it seems like like yes, i love that lucian but, keeps lecturing them on how to be gentlemen yeah. and they're just like having a fighting pit well, the, like it's like a, a rogue <laughs> leading group of barbarians like <laughs> yes. it doesn't work yes exactly it's like but the they, suave like but, anyway um, but the point that i was gonna make about um about like the the effects mm-hmm. is that what this movie like it could have done i'm Honestly, I'm like, put Doug Jones in a monster costume. Oh, put Doug Jones in anything. <laughs> put Doug Jones in I anything. I love Doug Jones, but guys. I mean, the fact, like, the fact that, like, you can take, like, take just an actor and put them in a well-constructed mm-hmm. suit, and you can, like, have a much more, like, grounded, realistic, mm-hmm. effective storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is a soapbox that I will stand on until my I feel like there was a day. suit or two in this movie, and it there was, was bad. A suit or two. Yeah. Like and, rubber mask, bad. <laughs> like 
spirit Halloween store like, discount. It was bag. bad. Yeah, it's just so like like you've told us the kind of like what ends up happening with Michael and Selena. Yeah, so, so we, they don't stay together. They don't stay together because <laughs> he dies off screen. Yeah. So what do you rate this movie? Okay, so here's my question. <laughs> no, no. Don't don't try to turn this around. No, 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 not to you. I'm just in general. <laughs> How I'm having to think about this is: is this worse than Twilight? I don't. Think... I know. Okay, it's been a week since we recorded. I don't fucking remember how we rated Twilight. I gave it a one. You gave it a one and a half. That's right. Okay. I think I'm gonna tie this with Twilight. I think I'm gonna give it a okay. one. No, you know what? I'm gonna go one and a half for Michael Sheen because Michael Sheen is amazing, and the flashbacks are real. Like you feel. The flashbacks, even when they're yeah. even when the the crappy effects are happening, you feel the flashbacks. I'm I'm I was literally just about to say I'm giving it a one and a half for Michael Sheen. I would only because of Michael Sheen because this is the thing. I would give it a one because this movie bored me more than Twilight. Holy cow, guys. You heard it here. Kia would rather watch Twilight than Underworld. I would. I would <laughs> rather watch because. So now we need to watch the- New Moon. That's what I'm hearing, Kia. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Twilight. And I cannot believe these goddamn words about to come out of my mouth. Twilight at least had the redeeming qualities. Of Charlie, which is Michael Sheen, Billy Burke. There you go. Yeah, and then also had like Jacob and his dad were pretty good. <laughs> you hadn't seen New Moon. I I know. I'm specifically only with Twilight because <laughs> that is all that I have seen. Taylor Lautner was then, a good kid, but man, he really needed to learn to act a little bit more. But yeah, anyway, but in in that he's not terrible. Yeah, in his and three then, minutes of <laughs> his three minutes of screen time. He, I, I found him yeah. compelling. Yeah, you're fine. But, it, yeah. but then the other saving grace of Twilight is that Twilight has one of the most badass soundtracks yeah. of any movie, even though it's terrible. This fucking music is so... Yeah, it's like, bad. Royalty-free shit off the internet would have been better and more moving and effective yeah, than what we had in this movie. Uh-huh. Like, even if we had gone, like, even gotten some, like, dark synth pop. Something like that. <laughs> this this is fucking nothing. So yeah, I like I would give it a one for those reasons, for all of those reasons, if it weren't for Michael Sheen. He is the only saving grace of this movie, and like Nye's pretty good, but he has not a lot of time. Nye is good, but he does he doesn't get a lot of time, and he has that really bad death scene. Like the death <laughs> the death scene is terrible. He's just not a compelling fighter character yeah i'm supposed to believe that michael sheen can snap or that not michael sheen that bill nye can snap me in half i just have trouble believing that like like i i will admire like like bill nye's dedication mm -hmm. because like he went from this and then you know a few years later he's doing davy jones he's great as davy jones he's great as davy and so like the fact that like the man is willing to put up with like the bullshit of like what he had to do like like the prosthetics that he was in i will say the the corpse like makeup that he is in Mm -hmm. that's decent yeah like that is pretty good so like for him doing that and then like the fucking like motion capture CGI suit mm-hmm. that he had to be in for eternity to play Davy mm-hmm. Jones. The man has dedication to his craft and I greatly appreciate that. But the character of Victor is fucking blasé. Oh yeah. I, literally the only thing that I cared about in this movie was Lucian. Apparently I need to watch Rise of the Lycans 
Because that's supposed to be his story. Because think, that's yeah. supposed to be his story. Like, maybe I will watch that at some point. But, yeah, like, literally, like, any other movie, guys. Like, I, I would recommend, like, The Vampire Diaries and the originals. <laughs> like, hey, early Vampire Diaries is pretty horrible, but not that bad. <laughs> anyway... God, I, I, I can fume over this movie forever because, like, I'm just offended with how boring this movie is. Oh, like, man. It, was it a committed way... the worst offense. It committed the worst offense of being boring. Yep. Like, I, I will take a terrible movie. Like, I, because I can find enjoyment in shitty movies. Yeah. This was boring. Yeah. But it, I could fume on that for hours, but I'm not going to, sub, like, subject you all to that. <laughs> so do you have anything else to add, Dolly? That's it for me. Alright, I've got nothing either, so uh, that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. Um, have a have a safe and happy Halloween. Um, I don't know, like, what, what you guys have planned. Who knows, like, what is going to be going on in the world that we live in at this time. Um, <sighs> but but in, in, enjoy your pumpkins, enjoy your scary movies, and um, we'll catch you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.